G'day, welcome to Switching Up. Uh, bit of a different episode today. I mean, as we do, we switch it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't have to laugh for like audience effect. Like, like, right, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm here with Nick Blunt uh, uh, to talk about the um, upcoming federal election in yeah, Australia. Yeah. No, uh, not Venezuela. I don't think they have elections in Venezuela. Uh, but yeah, uh, how you going, Nick? I'm great, Nick. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's not an ABC podcast. You can talk normally if you want. Oh, Unless okay. you want to sound professional. I don't mind. Oh, well, I'm an electoral analyst, so... Oh, so you're going to have a very professional voice. Oh, well, why not? Let's see how it goes. Okay. Um, so, I'm a bit of a sort of what you call... I'm not an outsider. Like, I don't... I know a bit about politics, but I'm... Okay, I know there's like major parties, there's minor parties, mm-hmm. there's independents, and they all have like different policy. See, the thing is, I just want to know their policy. That, that's where I come in, Nick. That's my job here is to help yep. inform not just you, but your listeners of... <laughs> <laughs> um, you, know, you have to put on the facade, it's okay. Just. Um, to help inform you and your listeners of not who to vote for, but what policies best suit them and what the major parties and few of the minor parties, like the Greens and One Nation and United Australia. Um, what their Soon to be major like. parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if the two major parties keep on having this infighting and blowing up like they are, probably won't be long. It won't be long, no. All right, um, so what are we going to talk about first? You wanted to... So, um, in case you don't know... We're just going to do the parties and list off their policies or like main policies? Or? Sure. So, just to give a quick recap of what's happening. Yep. So, on Saturday, there's an election. In case you don't yep, know. Yeah. So, in case you just don't live in Australia. <laughs> guess you haven't seen all of the numerous ads on TV of Bill and... Uh, Australia won't cop it. <laughs> Guarantee. Um, so, yeah. So, we have an election on Saturday. So, in that election, people who are over 18... Will be able to vote. So, not us, but like, you know, Nick has so much knowledge, he should be able to vote. I feel like there should be a policy where it's like... That is actually a current debate going on with the there, yeah. people above 16 should be able to vote it's very interesting so. i think oh, there's too many people mm. who do the um the bat the words like see because teenagers are sarcastic mm. they're just like oh well you know oh we're allowed to vote now we'll vote for the worst possible candidate yeah well there's the argument that obviously it's going to have an impact on our future but then there's also yeah. the argument are we informed enough to vote yeah which, which is sort of why you're here yes you've, you've got well, all the i'm here to inform <laughs> um so, in this process, okay. for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. for your local election, this is if you're in Australia, um, you're going to be voting for a candidate. Yeah, and, and legally required to. Legally required to vote, or you will be fined. The police will come to your house and just pin you down. Brought to you by the Australian Electoral Commission. <laughs> um, no, so, you'll be voting in the lower house and the Senate. In the lower house, you have a representative for your area. Yeah. That representative makes up the greenhouse of Parliament, right? Yeah. And whichever party, so usually Labour or Liberal. Yeah. So Labour and Liberal National Coalition. Yeah, because they're the two major parties. Mm. Whoever has the most people elected out of those mini representative places, yeah. I call it, um, win government. And whoever's the leader of those parties is the Prime Minister. So yeah. at the moment, it's Scott Morrison, though. He didn't actually he just get got, elected. Wait, is it called like getting impeached where you're just like... Um, no, so it's basically called a leadership spill. So... Because yeah. it's not because necess- he wasn't actually elected, say, president of America like Trump was. Yeah. So if Trump were to lose his job, it would be from impeachment or resignation. Yeah. Whereas Morrison was never elected leader. Neither was Turnbull. Neither was 
uh, Gillard and Rudd before that. Yeah, who was and, our last elected leader? Was it oh, well, it was actually Turnbull. But Turnbull, oh, when he no, got yeah. elected, he lost quite a lot of votes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we elect the representatives who then decide the uh, Prime Minister. So if there were to be a spill, they'd have to be removed by the Governor-General, which happened with Whitlam, or it would be by their own party. Right. Um, so that would be from a leadership ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so the current state of the lower house, which is where the government's decided, yeah. is you need a, there's 150 all up. 150 seats? 150 seats. Okay. A lot of seats. Um, you need 76 to win government. So, okay. It, so that's like the... Mi- because if, if say you had one party had 75, another had 75, you'd just be at a... Yeah, just Constant, be a deadlock. Yeah, deadlock. Yeah. But if you have 76, you have... If everyone in your party agrees, mm. sometimes there's traitors. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, uh, you can basically pass bills, which then go up to the Senate. That's how yes, it works. Yeah. yeah. Very correct. I'm very proud of you, Nick. Thank you. Uh, as an outsider... Well, not an outsider, as a... M- like Mildly informed. Mildly informed. Yes. Person. Um, but you can actually govern with less than 75. How can you do that, you may ask? Other parties. Yeah, so it happened with uh, the Rudd-Gillard years. So yep. if you say, for example, this is hypothetical, have 73, it's actually the current number that the coalition has, I believe, but you're guaranteed support from crossbenchers okay. who are independents, yep. that they guarantee the Governor-General that they'll support you, Yeah. and you can guarantee you'll get 76 votes. You can You can. So govern. you're basically... Independents are like, okay, well... I'd really like to do this, mm. but I have to do well, this. Well, you have things like Bob Cattle, where I'm not going <laughs> to present a, an opinion on him, but I'll outline. Oh, he's one not of Lebanese the re- at all. <laughs> outline <laughs> one of the um, reported policies. So apparently his guarantee to vote with the government for every bill, he okay. got offered a, I think it was $120 million oh, yeah. worth of water uh, stuff for farming in his Just- electorate to guarantee his vote. Right, so, so they they've bought Bob Catter's vote through. They've just bought his vote, basically. Well, not necessarily bought, but to to guarantee in politics support, yeah. you trade and you trade different. Yeah, it's bills. not like a it's not a yeah, bribe. So it's, it, he hasn't done anything wrong. If anything, his electorate would be very thankful. Yeah, but it's just how working as a crossbench member works. Yeah. You have to basically trade off to get votes. So this is, yeah, this is all the lower mm. house, right? Mm. Yeah. And then also you'll be voting for the Senate. Uh, so the Senate I is... I am in the Senate. I feel like anyone who gets in and says that line is a senator forever, unless it's Fraser Anning. <laughs> I am the Senate. And then Eggboy is trying to... Eggboy's trying to run. Eggboy's taking Mace Windows' role. Oh yeah, <laughs> just replace just replace all the um, uh, characters in um, mm. just the prequels mm. with uh, Eggboy, Australian politicians and uh, <laughs> rights activists. So um, basically, in the Senate, so if you're elected to the Senate, you have a six-year stay, and yep. then so you might be wondering, well, the federal elections every three years, only half of the senators go for election uh, each time. Okay. It's meant to create stability and especially because there's a whole lot of committees in the Senate and you don't want to have people on committee then being voted out so whilst that's, they're on a committee. So that's why whenever you see stuff happen in the Senate, you're like, oh, why can't they just get voted out? It's exactly. like, well, they're in for six years. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So in that thing, basically each state has six senators and each territory has two. Yeah. And that's based again on preferential voting, which is where you number it. Yeah. One to five. Or, well, actually you have to do one to six, I believe, in the Senate. And I think in the lower house, you might only have to do one. 
mm-hmm. but there has been a bit of controversy today. Um, so, so yeah, some tea today. So yeah. the uh, Liberal National Party's had a bit of a crack Ooh, in oh it. No. So the major parties say just because you are able to vote above the line and just put one number and just vote one. Right. So all the all the major parties obviously say, no, nah, don't vote below the line. Just put one above our party. But um, the national parties now said, oh, wait, feel free to vote below the line. And that's created a bit of... So what does that mean? It's like... So when you're voting below the line, you have to number each specific candidate. Whereas yeah. when you vote above the line, you can number a party. Oh. And then whoever's in the order of that party gets elected. And that's what obviously the major parties do. Okay. Because they just want it based on the party. And then they yeah. can distribute votes, right? So... Yeah, they just distribute those through their... Through uh, whoever's ranked at the top of their party list. Okay, so basically people can vote for other for the people who they want to get the seats. Hmm. And then... <laughs> and then... um, but Or you can vote for the party and yeah. the party will distribute... Them based on the ranking that you have within the list. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, but so most parties say vote above the line. Oh, because they'll just distribute them the... to their candidates in order. Yeah. But the National Party, some members have come out today and said, no, 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 vote below the line. And the Liberal Party was like, what? That's not what we agreed on, mate. So, right. So there's a bit of controversy. Bit, yeah. Well, because the, cause the Liberals and the Nationals yeah, are I'm, very... They're pretty much the same party. Like, oh, yeah. Well, Nationals is the Bush version of the Liberal Party. Yeah. Well, it's what they're aiming to be. Because like in... Oh, it, like... In the old days, the National Party used to be pretty mm. much the main yeah. party you'd go for. Be the country party originally. Yeah, the country party, because yeah. all of Australia was country. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so they'll be up for election. And that also, people don't realise what a big impact. I know, very unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> what a big impact the Senate actually has. Because they have their right, their role in the Constitution, sorry. Yeah. is to provide checks and balances on bills. Yeah, but like... Not Bill Shorten, bills which have been introduced. <laughs> they really just use that to death. <laughs> like, you, don't hear, you don't hear the um, Labour Party using Scott Morrison's name like, oh, he's Scott issues. <laughs> he's Scott problems. Don't vote for Scott. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so be very... If you're voting, don't just vote for whoever's a cool name or anything. Vote. I don't well, think you, any of the politicians have a cool name. You don't need to worry oh, about well, there that. Well, there is a uh, few cool names. Oh, yeah? Who, um, are some, who are some of the cool guys? Look like Peter Dutton, Mr. Spuds. Actually, no, can we edit this out? <laughs> edit out the cool name thing. It doesn't actually exist. No? Yeah, just edit it out. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I was trying to think of some cool names, but I couldn't. It's because they don't have any. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that's okay. Keep going. Okay. Um, no, but like, so, and we're back. <laughs> No, but your vote is very important for the Senate and really have a look at all the major parties and their policies, which we will outline later in this uh, program. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. I need to plug in my laptop. Okay. This is very unprofessional, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to grab Do my charger. Do you the other mic? Oh yeah, sure. Sure. I'll be I'll have happy. a conversation with myself. Do, 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 all right, I've got my laptop charger. We're back to being professional, as this podcast is known for over the course of one episode so far. Um, okay. So, Nick, I have some stats for you, which I think you might be interested stats. in. Stats. I love stats. So, you know how earlier I said you need 76 before to form a majority in the lower house? Yeah, 76 seats. So, I've got some stats here from the Australian newspaper. And they've basically given 
their assumption of what seats are safe at the moment okay. and what seats are still too close to call. Wait, so basically the difference between a safe seat and a like safe, an unstable seat. So a safe seat is one that basically you look at that seat and like that guy's going to win again. Like, so you're like, yeah, that guy from that party yeah, it's, it's, is going to It's win. got no chance of switching between the two parties. Yeah. Um, so the latest figures that they believe are is so the coalition has 60 safe seats. Yeah. Labor has 70 close seats. Okay. Independents have four. Mm-hmm. And 17 are too close to call. Ooh. So if Labor were to win, they'd need to win six out of the 17. And the coalition would need to win you know, 16 out of the 17. So is the... <laughs> this is to win now my majority. So the coalition... Is, is that... Liberal National. Yeah. Yes. Liberal National. Yes. Okay. Um, so... It's like, can, it's like how Britain is... The Britain and the United Kingdom are actually mm-hmm. different things. Like, I'm pretty sure the United Kingdom is all... i sure it covers Wales as well, doesn't it? It covers Wales. Mm. But then Britain is everywhere except Northern Ireland, I'm pretty mm. sure. Mm. Which is just like, okay, well, yeah. cool. <laughs> Going back all the time to the troubles. <laughs> uh, so, do you mind if I go through a few seats with you? Go for it, yeah. So, the seats, basically, that are most interesting for us... Because we obviously live in Sydney. Yeah, we live in Sydney. Uh, please don't come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, one seat you might be interested in, which you probably have heard about. Ah, uh, yeah. As a big uh, Malcolm Eam fan. Yeah. Uh, um, is Wentworth. Wentworth. So that mm. is the seat that Malcolm Turnbull used to hold. Yep. He used to sit in that seat. <laughs> <laughs> so when he was uh, voted out, yep. you could call it, uh, of his role as <laughs> Prime Minister. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Oh. Good. By which one? Uh, Dutton, Morrison, or no, no, Abbott? No, no, no. Uh, Ri- I forgot his name. Oh, Rupert Murdoch. Yes, Had Rupert nothing Murdoch. nothing to do with that at all. I can't comment on the matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nick has an unbiased opinion. Uh, so that's currently actually held by an independent. Yeah. And she won that seat by something of like 17%, okay. which is a big margin in politics. Yeah. Um, but the Liberal Party has a very capable candidate there. So their candidate there is called Dave Sharma. Okay. He actually went to... Are we allowed to reveal where we went to school? Huh? Are we allowed to reveal where we went to school? We went to school. Yes, because that candidate there went to that school. Like he went to our school. Just yes, say we that. can't say what school it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he actually went to our school. Um, really? He ended up basically getting the equivalent of 99.9 in his ATAR. Uh, wait, but like you can only get a 99.5 ATAR. No, you can get 99.95. 9.5? Yeah, so he, he got the top possible mark based. Okay. And you look through a whole lot of politicians, you look at their qualifications. He is expertly qualified. He has been an ambassador. Is to, he a liberal? He, he is the liberal candidate. He's okay. been an ambassador to places in the Middle East. He's been policy, He's worked on policy before. So he's one of the most qualified people yeah. to be in politics. Okay. Um, and usually a lot of people be like, you know, he seems like a really good candidate and it's a very safe, it used to be a very safe liberal seat. Yeah. So people would often expect you've got a great candidate. It's in an area where you should win. Yeah. He should obviously win. But then here comes Malcolm. He's resigned, right? Malcolm's resigned. So that obviously has people a bit pissed off the liberal party. Yeah. 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 Wentworth. Well, I mean, like there was a lot of stuff going on Mm. last year where the Mm. party was sort of, uh, the structural integrity of the party. Uh, I can't possibly comment on that. <laughs> um, and then there's animosity mm-hmm. against the Liberal Party. And in comes a strong independent, Karen Phelps. Yeah. So she was a local uh, general practitioner there yeah. of medicine. And she was very well known around the community and ran a very strong campaign and managed yeah. to win. 
Um, so okay. since she's been elected, she introduced the Medivac bill right. into the uh, lower house, which ended up actually winning support and passing. What does that do? What so bill? that basically guaranteed um, asylum seekers on Manus and Nauru. Yeah. Uh, basically, if they were sick and possibly going to die, they could be brought to Australia for medical treatment. Oh, okay. And that was <clears throat> the first major vote that a government had lost in, I think it was something like 80 years. It's like so suddenly all these people are getting sick. <laughs> what is this? Uh. So that that was a major win for her. Okay. So the question is basically now because also remember she's been in parliament. He's been able to be campaigning in the electorate whilst she's been in parliament. So sort of this seat is very is, interesting. Is interesting because Malcolm leaving. Mm. Malcolm leaving sort of ruined the reputation of the Liberals. Yes. For this quite qualified candidate who you've excellently qualified touted as a future leader but you've also got you've also got the independent a really who, strong independent who's known well around the community and has got really good policies well whether you think about what whatever your opinion on her policies is yeah she has as an independent within her first few weeks of being elected passed a major policy which achieved nationwide media coverage right so whether you agree with her policies or not, she's got stuff she's, done. Yeah, she's getting stuff done. And that's what we sort of need mm. to see happening because in Australia recently, not a lot of stuff is being done. Mm. More stuff's being talked about, but it's not being done. Well, you look at the way how the uh, lower house performs. The majority yeah. of question time is either asking your own party. So blah, 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 blah. Are there any plans that could damage this? And then the answer is yes, the opposition. Then the opposition says, are there any plans that could damage this? Yes, the government. It's basically asking your own minister within your party to just make fun of the other team. And that happens a lot in Australian politics. Uh, It's basically just a big yell fest. mm, Which is why I think we've seen a rise in the independents. Because because they're they're locals mm. who are known around the community for being good role models and leaders. Mm. What this country needs to see. And there's dissatisfaction with the major parties in Australia. Like huge. Um, Which is... In case you're listening from America, I don't know if you have any American listeners. Uh, we used to on our old podcast, but I don't know if they've transitioned, <laughs> made the switch. Uh, um, just to inform you guys. So, obviously, if you look at the rise of Trump and the fall of Clinton. Yeah. One of the main reasons those two actually weren't very popular yet, one of them had to get elected. Yeah. Was, if you're not happy in America, you don't have to vote. If you're not yeah, happy yeah, in Australia, yeah. you still have to vote. <laughs> yeah. And that means that, obviously, you're going to vote for a lot more independence. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that seat should be very interesting. And if I had to call it right now, I'd probably say it's going to be very, very close. And so, I, I've just got one question. Yes. A bit, I'm, I'm a bit curious about this. So, independence, right? Because uh, yes. they don't have a party. Yes. Which means what, they don't have as much funding for campaigning and everything. Yeah, yeah. But like, how, how do they, with their bills and policies, yes. how do they get them passed? Do they have to get other parties to agree? Look, for this latest one, which Karen Phelps got passed. Yeah. My personal opinion is <clears throat> Labor noticed that there was a group of individuals who wanted a whole lot more action on refugees. Yeah. They weren't going to change their policy majorly because they, in the foundation of their border protection policies, mm-hmm. are very in favour of stopping the boats, which is the same as the coalition. That's yeah. that's seen as the safest approach in Australian politics. Right. But they also saw an opening in terms of appealing to a different vote who would usually yeah. often support the Greens. Mm-hmm. Um, so they supported this bill and all the crossbenchers. So all of the crossbenchers 
Adam ba- Brandt, 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 yeah, um, Julia Banks, yeah, yeah, who all supported this bill. Yeah. And crossbenchers who, one of them was actually originally from the coalition, who, who? defected. <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> Julia Banks, she um, became a crossbencher and she actually voted in favour of the bill. Okay. And then it also passed the Senate as well. So that was what I would say, just them just agreeing on a bill. But sometimes mm-hmm. you'll have to say, yeah, I'll guarantee support for you in this vote if you vote for me in this. Yeah, it's sort of like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, exactly. but with but with policies for the country. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way, it's a bit twisted, but in a way, mm. it's sort of like, well, that's the only way to get stuff done, it seems like. Well, okay, because independence, right? They have support, they have backing support from mm. a bunch, a uh, community. Yeah. And, but they're, they're the spo- like the chosen voice for that community. Yeah. And they've got to make the policies. Because like, no doubt, yeah, a lot of people in that community were looking for an independent to step up. Yeah. And they just happened to, in a lot of their views, get very lucky with a strong independent who had views that actually, a lot of her economic views, one would say are very similar to the Liberal Party, which a lot mm. of people were concerned about. Yeah. So it wasn't too much of a shift to a major independent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she she was a good candidate for the area. And look, if I had to call it right now, I'd probably say Sharma is just in front just okay. because he has, there's so many resources being deployed to that seat because, okay. again, the Liberal Party sees him as a future leader. And I think even people who, the guy has the seat Dave Sharma, who doesn't have the seat at the moment, but is campaigning and might beat Phelps for what yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think he might just beat out the independent Karen Phelps, but that'll be a very close, close call. Okay. But the other major seat I think you'll be interested in is uh, Warringah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Tony <laughs> Abbott Tony. versus uh, the main, well, the main, his main competitor is seen as Zali Stegel, who's an independent candidate. Didn't Warringah have like a recent uprising, <laughs> like vote Tony out? <laughs> yeah, there actually has been a massive campaign there, which has been very interesting. Yeah. So in your opinion, Nick, as someone yeah. who is smart and knows a reasonable oh, amount you. about politics, yeah. do you think, okay, so someone like Zali Stegel, she says that she hasn't received any campaign funding from people like Get Up or Vote Tony Out, like those programs. Yeah. But those programs are actively um, advertising for her to, or not necessarily for her, but to get Tony Abbott out of his seat. Yeah. Is that campaign funding going to her? I don't know. Exactly. It's a bit of a moral moral dilemma. Like, should it? I don't know. Like, it's... It wouldn't be officially on, like, your electoral campaign funding when you submit it to yeah. the Electoral Commission. But it's very interesting to think about, like, does that actually count towards what? your campaign funding? When or there's an organisation oh, yeah, who has no affiliation with you, but they're still... But they're helping you. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like, we don't like this guy, which automatically gives you a boost. If anything, it's like the NRA, again, if you're American listeners, yeah, who yeah. were actively saying support Trump, but they weren't necessarily, like donating well some of them were donating to his campaign but it yeah. wasn't a well, trump the, campaign well, we know what happened with <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll talk about that a little later <laughs> <laughs> okay um well did you have anything else to say about like the current state of seats or did you want to sort of move on to the major parties Look, and policies what, i think your listeners is probably getting a bit bored by my seat so we'll move on to the okay. major <laughs> policies i mean what really matters is i'm in a seat nick's in a seat and we're talking about seats. <laughs> and now we're about to talk about parties. So, so what do you want to know, Nick, about parties? Uh, so I'm really... Because, okay, TV advertising doesn't mm. convince me one bit. Because oh, no. Just, the advertising is terrible. The advertising is literally just, 
policy. Here's a large they sum did of badly. money. They did a bad thing with. Here's mm. another large sum of money. And here's a photo of thing. us. Here's a black and white photo of the opposition, or like, <laughs> <laughs> or like the opposite party. Yeah. You so know. when when I say opposition, and I think when Nick says opposition, we are mostly referring to the opposite party. Opposite, opposite, like major party. Yeah, yeah. So the party with the second most seats, mm. right? Um, so I sort of wanted to know what each party wants and like what their policies are. Well, lucky yeah. for you, Nick, I was checking my mailbox over the last <laughs> week and I have received... <laughs> How many? I've received four different... Um, four different flyers? Flyers from, well, what's seen the, as the three formal major parties of and the Greens, one of the, uh, the Liberal Party and the Labour Party and what is now becoming kind of a bit of a fourth, fourth minor party. Yeah. One... So not one nation. You, I would have received that three years ago. Surprisingly, yeah. now it's United Australia Party. So do you mind if I read through a bit of what they say? Sure, you're, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so we're going to start. This is liberal. for the seat of Barara. So uh, liberal, liberal, delivering for Barara. <laughs> Labor, time to do better for Barara. And then the Greens, a future for all of us. Doesn't mention Barara. <laughs> uh, no, it's and then, for Barara. Oh, right it says for Barara there. It says vote one candidate. For Barara. A future for all of us. And then for the United Australia Party, an important message for all Australians. <laughs> Make Australia great, put Australia first. Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> um, but yeah, Aldi? so on these cards, they have a few of their policies, which I think is a bit more in-depth than the television interview. So mm-hmm. which one would you like to hear from first? Uh, I think we'll just go Liberal, Labour, Greens, then United. Sure. Um, so... Liberal, what are their policies here? Okay. Well, their official policies on this card is lower tax cuts for businesses. But if you actually look at the tax policies of the major parties, mm-hmm. up to I think it is an income threshold of about $120,000 per year. Yeah. They're exactly the same. Right. So the yeah. major economic issue, which is being faced by the major party is the issue of franking credits. Okay, what's a franking credit? So franking credit is basically when you're... Okay, so when you buy shares in a company yep. and those shares are distributed to you, um, the company pays shares per dividend that it gives to you. Okay. Right? Yeah. And you basically don't have to pay tax then for them. Mm-hmm. But what the government is doing currently, which Labor wishes to change, is you're not paying tax for that. The yep. company's paying tax. The company's getting a tax refund. You're also getting a tax refund. For doing uh, nothing. Is this sort of like... Okay. I just... This might not be right. but You've probably it heard where, it during the news. Is it where, say, if your business... Is this on, uh, like, eco, uh, environmental damage or is that different? Because, oh, no, no. This is this is different. This okay. is different. Because I know... Fracking is different to franking. Yeah, because I know that there's a certain thing where, say, if you're releasing a certain amount of pollution or your products are... That's a carbon pollute, tax, yeah. Yeah, carbon yeah. tax. Then they buy carbon credits or whatever mm. they buy mm. credits from companies that aren't polluting yeah yeah or like farmers yeah and stuff. no this is slightly different okay yeah. so basically the main issue is a whole lot of retirees have yeah. based their incomes off buying these shares where yeah. they get given money from the government basically this might sound a bit biased for me basically for nothing yeah. so they get tax back from the government mm-hmm. when they haven't paid any tax in the first place no other okay. country in the western world does that right right and what Labour wants to introduce is, well, it's unfair. That's okay. their opinion. That because retirees are living off... Oh, no, so basically, they're just getting money. Just getting money. They're just getting money for 
tax, which they have not even paid. Okay, so but it's not like a tax back scenario. It's like we're giving you money. It's a tax back for no tax in the first place. Right. But then, so obviously I think everyone agree that's wrong. Yeah. But the major problem is, the major question is, these retirees have based their living off this system. Yeah. And they've done it. Whether it's morally, morally right or not is not the question. What they've done is legal. It's not illegal. So yep. can you stop this happening when a whole lot of retirees have established their living off this? See, I think, I think in this scenario, it should be... I think there should be a sort of... A cutoff point. A cutoff point. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, okay, if you've... So, if you've been planning this for most of your life and you're like maybe say five, ten, five, ten years mm. away from retiring, the bill doesn't apply to you, mm. but it will to mm. later generations. Because that gives is, you a lot of time to plan, mm. right? But the other thing is it's also costing so much from the budget. So, it's also like... Mm. Yeah, it's just like we're just giving people money at this stage. Yeah. Like, it's going to have to change sometime yeah. later. So, it's just like, well, yeah, retirees might not get... Just get given money. Yeah. So, a political analyst of the policy would basically say, look, Labor is trying to win over young voters through this. Yeah. Liberal Party, by not supporting it, is trying to keep old voters voting for them. Yeah. Do you but, know what I mean? But, le- like, then you're sort of like, well, how long are the old voters <laughs> going to keep voting? Which is an issue for actually both the major parties. Yeah. The aging, like the, the when a- the elderly die. Yeah. It's, sorry, it's a bit brutal. But, like, young people are far more likely to vote for independence. Exactly, because... They, independents just like, they just don't have a bunch of people telling them what they can't, mm. can and can't do. It's like, okay, I'm a member of the community. Mm. I know the people in this community well. I'm going to make my policies for the people. Mm. And that isn't a personal view no, of no, mine. No. That's just like a fact. That's just a fact. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what other policies would you like to know about, Nick? Um, okay. There's a huge one on climate change. Yes. Climate change is a massive Climate issue. change is very interesting. So... Basically, both the major parties, from a lot of young people's perspective or climate change yeah. uh, activist perspective, yeah. are both not doing enough. Yeah. So you look at the Liberal Party, they haven't done too much for climate change. And you look at the Labor Party. So when you think of Labor's climate policy, you probably think of they're all pro-climate change, right? Well, yeah. so the majority oh, well, of like, young people think... Well, pro-stopping It's pro-stopping, change. sorry. <laughs> Just keep the coal coming. Have <laughs> you ever heard of the name the Adani coal mine? I have you heard have that as an issue? Heard that That's name, been a yeah. major issue. What a lot of people don't realize is Labor is actually support in support of that mine. Okay. Because so basically, you well, know, because do they get paid by it? Well, no, no, no. So you look at Labor; they're mm-hmm. based off the unions, right? Yeah. It's a very unpopular policy in places like South Australia, or Victoria, or New South Wales. Mm-hmm. But in Queensland, where the mine is going to be, it's going to create five thousand jobs. I feel like that's pretty good, right? Yeah. And Labor as a union party is yeah. kind of in a bit of a sore point, sore spot, because they're, yeah. they're caught in between standing up for the unions, right, and jobs, and also their climate change policy. So they decide right. to support this. They kind of were on a bit of a fence. They were kind of on the fence a bit for okay. quite a while. But I'm sort of like, well, in the grand scheme of Australia and the future of Earth even, mm. Climate change is going to be the biggest issue and no one's going to care about it until it, until it hits us. And once it hits us, it's not going to be good, right? So well, it's, about, it's about preventing it, mm. sort of. And when you think about it, like, is it more selfish 
to keep coal, like carbon dioxide just going into the air, burning coal, right? Like all these greenhouse gases or just 5,000 jobs not being available, but those people eventually finding more jobs. Mm. Well, look, Nick, you know I can't give you my opinion, but I think I know. you know it. I think, uh, I, yeah. Um, but then also, there is also the argument of, is Australia big enough to have an impact? Yeah. But then the counter argument to that is also, well, as Australia, a country which is going to be highly affected by climate change, do we not have a responsibility to set an example? So that's the main argument going on between yeah. those two. Because um, most politicians actually do agree climate change is an issue. It's just yeah. they disagree whether we're a big enough country to do anything about it. But even even then, I'm pretty sure, like, small changes, mm. very good. Like, okay, I listen to a few podcasts. I'm, like, up to date on Tesla, basically. Mm. Their, their system for how... It's pretty cool. It is basically the saviour to all emissions from cars, right? So you've got so you've got a regular car, you know, it burns fuel, greenhouse gas, you've got a lot of those. You've got bi- like billions of them on the planet. Also, look at the petrol price at the moment. Petrol price, yeah. That's oil we're digging out of the ground. That's not going to last forever. Mm. Um, and also just like the earth is just going to heat up, basically. So it's sort of about converting that greenhouse gas into usable... Uh, we're just destroying it, but like using it in the process and also just not like cutting pretty much most greenhouse gas emissions. So it's at a stable level, but like, cause Tesla fully electric, you can solar power your car and you charge it once last three weeks. Yeah. Basically it, you can charge your car from the sun. Mm. That's basically it. And it has no emissions and they just do a bunch of cool stuff. But the only thing is it's really expensive. So what they're trying to do is integrate a working class vehicle, like sort of the, what is it? The middle class. Yeah. So middle class people can afford it. It's like 30 grand, 40 grand. They're trying to build, because once these car, cars become more available, mm. like we're going to ha- eventually what we're going to want to do is switch so it's less harmful to the planet. And I think they've just got a really good business module. Mm. But... Yeah, the only, like, because I'd love to buy a Tesla. Elon Musk is high on interviews again. Actually, he isn't part of Tesla anymore, is he? He is. He is still? He's still part of Tesla. I think there's some complication there. Mm. Um, Because, like, I saw him revealing the latest model. He was just, like, (laughs) up on stage, like, hey. This is what I created now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, uh, I think just we need to start. See, if we focus on the good parts of how to prevent climate change it mm. encourages more people to actually do something about it because mm. if we're like oh we're just all gonna die it's like oh cool i don't want to do anything about it like i'll just sit here um but yeah i think if we have motivation and we have like an aim like not a lot of that talk is going on in the parties and it's more like oh well i guess they are talking oh, about no, emissions. well labor if you look at their current uh, projections for what they want to do in their government yeah they actually do have a slight reasonable agenda to basically try and get Australia to becoming an electric car system. I think it's like 50% of electric cars by, I can't remember the exact date. Yes. Oh no, it's 50, 50% of electric cars. cars. I remember it was quite funny because um, it was either Frydenberg or Morrison who said this. Yeah. Um, Basically said anyone who doesn't think electric cars are the future is an idiot. Um, And then they ridiculed the policy themselves. So that was quite funny when that happened. Mm. Um, So, 
that's one of Labor's objectives. Okay. And that is basically trying to become Australia a technology leader. But again, the counter argument to that is, look, we don't have that many sciences in Australia. Yeah. And we're not a big country. And we don't have the resources that, say, America has to yeah. be able to do that. So is it worth it? I'm not sure. But wait and see. It's, about, it's also about networking with our allies mm. Mm. and just... Well, I mean, we most countries are our allies. A few, mm. maybe not, but like, you know, we still import and export with China. Do you mind if I talk about importing and exporting with China for a second? Sure. <laughs> well, look, um, this is my personal view. Yeah. Um, some economists agree with me. Mm-hmm. If you look at whoever's going to form the next government, you look at the trade war between the US and China, you look at how our economy is slowing. Yeah. Growth is slowing. Um, our only reason why we weren't slipping into recession last year is based on um, immigrants coming to Australia. Mm-hmm. Whoever is our next prime minister is, in my opinion, going to have to deal with being the next prime minister to lead Australia into recession. Right. Which obviously will look pretty bad on their CV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it, after being prime minister, you go for a job at like Macca's. And like, <laughs> I don't know. You let us into recession. You're going to lead this uh, Macca's into you're recession? Are you going to be able to sell this deal? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Like a cheeseburger and a drink for $3. Like. Mm. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, but anyway, do you mind if I go through a few other different policies? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you look at parties. immigration policies as well. So have you ever heard of uh, the New Zealand offer for refugees? This is one of the major differences between the two parties. I actually don't. See, whenever I hear about New Zealand politics, it's never really that bad. Mm, oh, it's always because... It's yeah. Well, I can't reveal an opinion, sorry. Just <laughs> it's, it's, cut that out. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, even. It's, it's even. I'm unopinionated <laughs> on it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just in their return is great. Um, <laughs> no, um, look, you look, they, so you know how we have refugees held in offshore, offshore detention centres. Yeah. So New Zealand is basically offered to take a large number of them in. Mm-hmm. So the argument is that if you take them in, more people will come on boat to Australia because people yeah. think, oh, look, we can wait for five years in a detention centre and then eventually go to New Zealand. Yeah. Um, so Liberal National Party has absolutely ruled that out. The Greens are... Well, the Greens are obviously for it. The Greens are for any um, increase in refugee intake. The Greens are just like, you know what? We Just just come on. <laughs> just yeah. come, come on in. And whatever your view is on that, that's just... I, I really don't know because I'm like, well, if you're fleeing from a country that's ravaged with like just war and violence and stuff, I feel like Australia should be a safe place. Mm. Um, but I also think that there should be some guidelines like because we can't just obviously the housing index and everything like all the prices in sydney yeah, you raise they're, good points. They're, they're going down at the moment but very slowly like mm. it's 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 decreasing but like it will increase again because we're actually like one of the most expensive places to live in the world in sydney mm. like you could buy like a couple bricks for like five hundred thousand dollars and like call, have to call it a house mm. um but i feel like you know, on a human level, it's the right thing to let people who need it need a safe place to go into the country. But on like a you know nationwide level, mm. it's like how many people can we fit here? Mm. And it's also just like well, if you're fl- if you're coming to us illegally from a country that is fine, mm. stay stay there or just immigrate. It's a very, legally. Mm, it's a very interesting issue. Yeah, it, and so it, yeah. the Liberal National Party says they're not going to accept New Zealand's offer to resettle some of the refugees there. Uh, 
Labour leader Bill Shorten was quizzed about it quite recently, actually. And his Hard response quiz. was basically, no comment, no comment, no comment. Um, okay, look, we'll think about it. No comment. That's basically... So, basically, it's no. Oh, look, it's well, he doesn't know. He doesn't he, know. He probably knows that if Labour are elective, they can have a more co- progressive refugee policy, but also knows that if Scott Morrison uh, wins the election, then it will be a lot... It'll be a lot more likely that Australia is not going to be accepting of that. So he doesn't want to rule it in or out. Right, yeah, because, like, okay, I I have an issue with there being, like, I'm sure there's opportunity, but it's not very widespread. Like, there's no, not really any Indigenous Australians in our parliament, which mm. I have a big issue with. There's only a few with. which I can name. Uh, Ken Wyatt, who I think, is he, I think he might actually be retiring. as He was our previous aging. So, yeah. And um, I think his name is Patrick Dobson. I think they're the oh, and um, Linda Reynolds. But they're the only few I can name off the top of my head, and that's that's not good. Yeah, because like if you look at Australia, right, multicultural nation. You know, we've got I, I reckon at least one third to half of the population is non-white Australians, mm. and that's very fair to say in inner city suburbs. Mm. Um, but even like. Then, okay, if you grew up in Australia, you you know, you come from a different background, but you've lived in Australia for a while, hmm. you're Australian. I but think there's, there's, there's no representation of that in the parties. It's hmm. main... It's, it's generally white men who are our It's white... I mean, okay, I, do, I have seen a picture of both, um, well, like the the lower house recently. Oh, you look at the figures. There's a lot more women in the Labour Party than there are, the co- Which is good. The coalition, and I can say this, whether I'm, whether you agree with me or not, is my personal opinion, and I don't feel like this is being too partial. Mm. The coalition has a one problem. It has a problem getting women elected, has a problem yeah. having women stand, and getting raising up party ranks. Exactly. and so Statistics think, don't lie. And, yeah, and I think like what we saw with Julia Gillard, even though she may not have been the best oh, representative... The, everyone on both sides of parliament agrees that the personal... You don't... When you see a male prime minister giving a speech, do you say, oh, what's he wearing? Why would you wear that? No, you don't. And Whereas like, when Gillard was Prime Minister, there were a lot of disgusting and vile attacks on what she was exactly. wearing. Exactly. And I feel, like, I feel like as a society, mm. we're better than that and we need to move past that and just be like, whoever has the leadership capability to lead this country, mm. we shouldn't mock them based on just like what they're... Like, well, you look at the possibility for the next... Um, woman leader there aren't too many the only one i can name off the top of my head would be tanya plibersek and yeah that would be only if labor lost the election and she well presuming if labor loses this election mm-hmm. bill will be voted out of the leadership yeah but like that's the only woman i can name off the top of my head who could end up contesting for the leadership and like, I, before julie bishop resigned you would yeah, have said her Ju- yeah julie bishop yeah she was definitely cool. because she what she was like deputy for she was there for ages ages and like but no, they're like oh we'll just get the next bloke who comes in mm, in mm. fact we won't even vote for julie bishop we'll just get this we'll just get scott mm. morris he was the so out of the three-person uh leadership uh ballot for malcolm strubert was morrison bishop and dutton yeah bishop was the first kicked out straight away i know and i'm just like well if you look at statistics if you look at the, she's mm. really good leader yeah i was even if you don't agree with her, if you look at who's been the deputy for ages, you'd expect her to get past the first round of voting. Yeah. You look at Barnaby, look where he is now. I can't comment on you can't specific comment politicians, on but... Uh, Barnaby. 
I think you. I think you can just read about it. Yeah, if you don't already know what happened with Barnaby Joyce, just it's it's too late for you. Find it. There's yeah, just find a it. There's, there's, there's a lot of articles. There's a lot of articles. There's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, so refugee policy is there's a very slight divide between the two major parties, but then the Green are the next branch off. Yeah. Um, and then what's another policy you'd like to hear about, Nick? Okay, so we've done. I would like to hear about health. <laughs> oh wow! Thanks for asking that, Nick. I I can't work out why you'd think that. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm so up to date with politics. <laughs> so one of the major new things is that Labor is putting a whole lot more money towards breast cancer screening. Okay. And so it was quite interesting watching the third leaders debate. I don't know if you watched Nick. Uh, was that the one on Channel Seven with all? Uh, the... the one on ABC. That was the first one. No, so the second one was on Channel Seven. Or was it? I don't no, know. the second one was on Sky, first one was on 7. Of course. Why was the first one on Sky News? Okay, Sky News, I'm sorry, but you don't know how to do news. <laughs> and that's my personal opinion. And I sorry. can't say my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no comment from Nick, but I'm getting... I will s- say, though, David Spears is a very reasonable journalist. Is he on Sky, Sky News? He's on Sky. Well, you've got to start somewhere, even if that place is at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> you know, I can't comment. <laughs> um, no, I did find it very interesting, though. I will say I was very disappointed in Channel 7 in the fact that they put it not even on Channel 7 because they didn't want to interrupt their home and away viewing I think it was oh my god yeah they put it on what Western Australia I think it was Channel 7 too and the only one where it was prime time was Western Australia yep don't want to interrupt that home and away stuff you really yeah just <sighs> we're not trying to diss you home and away but uh, latest debate is pretty important yeah I think uh, the 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 debate for the please don't le- defame us home and away <laughs> <laughs> i think the leadership of the like the debate for who out of the major parties is a better candidate mm. is a bit more important than like sally's dad like doing something with his truck mm. no but like if that's even if you watch the third leaders debate it was very interesting so they had the opportunity to ask each other others questions right yep. bill asked scomo <laughs> There's no other way to put it. <laughs> Do I call him Scott? Okay, this doesn't sound on. right. Okay, I just need to make one point. Okay, you have Malcolm, you have Bill. You can't call him Scott. Well, it's not that. It's that. Okay, if you have okay, so Bill, yes, has a bus. So does Scott Morrison. Do you need a bus to be the lit? Like I to think be? You do. I think you do. Because <laughs> like, you, you got to get on the bus. You really need like just. A picture of your face on a bus, mm. and then you've made it. Mm. Okay, then you've you can made be it as a major political leader in Australia because mm. you got Bill's bus, and then you got ScoMo Express, which is what he called it. Mm. Anyway, they're good at naming their transport. Are they? Oh, yeah. I think Bill's bus was just called Bill's bus. Like it didn't. Even it was a bit boring. It. ScoMo Express. I'll give him I'll credit for that. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, anyway, no, but so Bill asked ScoMo, mm-hmm. "Will you accept Labor's uh, proposed uh, policies for?" breast cancer screening yeah which you may think oh that's a good question because well obviously if he says mm. no it's like wow that's heartless it's but, like hey uh scott can we get one of the women in your party to oh, oh okay um you know, i can't come <laughs> up with that <laughs> um, but basically morrison won that question why because he basically said we consider it fun fact you haven't released any information on it apart from the fact you're doing it yeah which was in my opinion when i was watching that i was like what are you doing, Mr. Shorten? Mm. Why would you ask a question when you haven't actually released any information on what the money is going to? But anyway, yeah. so I've got a question for you, Nick. Okay. Apparently, 
the Labour Party was going through their budget. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the budget that they would use it there in government, mm-hmm. not their budget for like uh, the sausage sizzle on Friday night. Yeah. <sighs> okay, one thing. One thing. Electoral sausage. If our prime minister is going to be the prime minister... They need to learn... How to eat a sausage sandwich. Have you seen how Bill Shorten eats a sausage sandwich? It's hilarious. What is it with politicians? And then Malcolm Turnbull with his uh, knife and fork sitting down. "Mm, Yes, Lucy, this sausage sandwich is delicious. (laughs) Oh, can we go sit on the harbour? No, but... Oh, dear, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) No, because here's the thing. Like, Bill Shorten can't eat a sausage sandwich properly. Oh, it's hilarious. Un-Australian. Hilarious. If you haven't seen it, look it up. He eats it sideways. Mm. Who does that? And also, I don't think you put any sauce or onions on it. So, it's just a sausage and bread. Just for the record, I am a vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nick is a vegetarian, but you but know... But I still eat a vegetarian sausage properly. Yeah. He'll eat a vegetarian sausage properly. Yeah. Like, you know, he still has some pride. <laughs> and then, Tony Abbott, can't eat, he just eats onions. He just eats onions. And I don't know what Scott does. Oh, no, he goes and eats strawberries just around. He just eats all the strawberries, mm. basically. Mm. That was an interesting... Just, I ate strawberries. Um, but no, back to the question about the budget, right? So apparently Labor had worked out that they had, because obviously they wanted to include increase uh, health spending. Mm-hmm. They worked out they either had enough money to create a national breast cancer screening network yeah, or enough money to create a dental network, both of them right. the same as Medicare. So eventually they decided breast cancer screening. What do you reckon you would have chosen if you were in that position? Uh, so yeah, I feel like dental care... Would is, be more readily used. It is more readily used, but it is also... Very, very, it, it's cheap on the grand scheme mm. of healthcare, and like you know, we have Medicare. Like obviously, it's, it's expensive. Dental care is expensive. It's expensive, but like, how often do you? Whereas, like, yeah, you go to the dentist. What like once, twice a year? You get breast cancer. Yeah, it's, you get breast it's cancer. Thousands and thousands of dollars of surgery. And exactly, and I think that if you get any sort of cancer, it's just like well, it's a matter. It's not a matter of do I get root canal. <laughs> or do I do I get do I have to get a filling? It's a matter of whether I'm gonna get enough treatment for and my you, survival. Mm. Or and you I'm hear about people die. who are sixty thousand dollars in debt and considering selling their homes, like yeah, over cancer, and yeah. it's terrible. So and you don't want to worry about that when you're trying to live. Exactly. So I feel like breast cancer screening definitely mm. way more than dentistry. Yeah. But it was a bit stupid in my opinion for Bill to ask the question and not have yeah. the costings revealed exactly which they yeah. have since and it's it's reasonable that's the but. only thing like because I watched some of that debate mm. and I think that's the only reasonable thing Scott Morrison was trying to address is what's you, the cost you haven't released our costings I mean I think I think the liberals are very on top of what things are going oh, I think I think Morrison marginally won that debate yeah I think he was on top of the costs mm. but also, I just want to... One question I wanted to ask is... Of course. Oh, shall we move on to United Australia policies? We're not laughing I, I, for any reason here. I will forever be scared of the colour yellow <laughs> ever appearing on my TV again. Mm. Um, but one question I wanted to ask is... The, the opinion I've heard is that liberals are for the top end of town. They're for the rich, like mm-hmm. very high-earning people who or like very wealthy people because they've like invested mm-hmm. uh labor's more working class right which mm-hmm. is the majority of australia and so, like there's plenty below poverty mm-hmm. i don't know what a not united australia really is trying to do i think they're just all around i don't know if they're top the memes town. yeah memes like clive palmer what a, say what you will about united australia party's policies whoever is 
Clive Palmer's campaign advisor has done an excellent job. You look at people who are our age talk about him, or people who have just yeah. turned 18. He is very popular just because of his crazy ads. Yeah. And he hardly mentions his campaign until the end. Like, say what you about their policies, whoever's his campaign advisor or campaign manager, yeah, well done in your ads. Because when those started popping up, I'm like, oh, I know Clive Palmer, but what's he doing? Yeah. By now, there's been so much funding into the advertising. That's what, that's what 50 to $80 million gets you. Yeah, 50 to $80 million of advertising. And now I'm like, oh, Clive Palmer, Mm-mm. right? Mm. You know who he is. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is by now. But that is quite a cost. And mm. it's like, what are you going to... Mm. S- if you're that willing to put that much money into just advertising, what are you going to do for the country? You know, mm. like, what are you, you going to like, oh... New KFC opened in like Alice Springs. Let's just chuck a twenty million there. Oh, I can't comment on anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, so yeah, your question. Sorry, sorry, that I interrupted you. Uh, I think it's just what party do you think is going to be the most? Like, who are they targeting? Yeah, who are they targeting? And like, do you think it's going to be? Because I want to make a decision. Like, what? Well, like, so you look at formally. Mm-hmm. So I just go back in time a little bit. Yeah. You look at in the past, it would have been unions mm-hmm. would support Labor. So, and then Top M would support Liberal National. Yeah. But as we've seen the demise in the union movement, yeah. you're also seeing Labor targeting slightly more in up. the up. So you've seen, and Liberal looking at a lot of the people who Labor would have usually targeted, like workers. Yeah. Who, so if you look at it in, say, figure of five, mm-hmm. with five being top, one being the poorest, yep. you're looking at Liberal targeting five to f- like 3.5 yeah and then to one-ish at times and labor targeting the middle ground in the middle okay so it's it's very interesting to look at how parties main bases have changed over time yeah because with the, labor has done very well to survive the demise of the labor movement by yeah. labor i mean um like labor unions and stuff yeah so yeah well what about united australia but united australia do look, they really have a target demographic or is it just i everyone? think their target demographic is probably us our us, age group. Our age group, No yeah. matter what the income. And impressionable young people who are on social media a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, his Twitter games. pages... Yeah, he created a game, which actually tracks your location. Just Yes, uh, we found that out. We found, <laughs> it tracks your location uh, without your permission. Uh, also, but Allegedly. Allegedly. It did. <laughs> um, I can't comment. <laughs> but, like... His, I swear it, we're going to get sued so much after this. <laughs> I mean, can you really get sued? I mean, people are having these conversations every day. In yeah, Australia. we're just too... too I mean, you're just a very knowledgeable person on this topic. Knowledgeable person on this topic, allegedly. Alleg- <laughs> allegedly, no comment. <laughs> um, but because United Australia, Clyde Palmer's uh, Twitter is just a meme page, right? And, who, and it's very and it, smart. Who loves memes more than millennials and just mm. our generation? Mm. Yeah, because they, they're they not the memes that we saw 10 years ago, which is what adults are catching on to now with mm. top text, bottom text, funny picture, right? It's it's now like random stuff. It's like a tweet. Deliberately random. Yeah, it's deliberately random and like structured in a certain way that we're like, okay, well, this is, this is what we're interested in. Mm. And you look at... He's actually got millennials talking about politics sometimes exactly. more than any bef- ever before. Because it's like, who is this guy? He's just coming out of nowhere. We know he exists. What's he doing? Mm. Mm. Like, he's just got... Some of his ads, it's just like... It, it, I saw one on TV last night and it was just the Australia's not going to cop it. 
mm. uh, theme song. And I don't know if they got sued over that or whatever, but they're still allowed to use it. Well, that's what I know. And everyone... It works. Everyone knows it now. It's just like, I don't yeah. even know the original song, but I know that Yeah, tune. a number of people will vote for him even if they don't know his policies. And I'm not saying that's anything against Mr. Palmer or his party. I'm saying that's very well done to his party. Yeah, it's Mr. just like Palmer. forgetting people to notice that the party exists and that mm. it can get your attention. Yeah, so like, say what you will about his policies, but well, he, he knows well advertising. advertised. Yeah, well yeah. advertised. Um, Greens... No advertising, really. The Greens ads. advertise pretty poorly. Yeah, but like I think they're more about... Well, they're a grassroots campaign party. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know about them. Um, we'll, give you your, we'll give you the policies like very close to the election. Mm. You know what our policies are anyway. Like, it's, it's sort of less like, yeah, we, we want like 100% emissions reduced. And, you know, they... See, I feel... <laughs> what is that? Some of my stats, if All you want to go through them very quickly. Okay. I mean, uh, we're just about to hit an hour, so... I mean, I'll just go if... through them very quickly. Okay. So, just the latest news, Paul Nick. Who, who do you think would be in front of the election right now? I think... On the um, two-party preferred. Okay, so Liberal and Labour. Yep. Uh, see, I also just am very interested in how people take colour. Everyone sees blue as a more cooling and... As like a cool color, mm. red is more aggressive and angry. Switch the colors for one second. I reckon Labor would be getting more votes. Okay, so the current polls are yeah, um, two party preferred Labor fifty one, fifty one. Yeah, I thought coalition forty nine. Yeah, um, but that that gap is lowered from in October. Yeah. It was Labor fifty five, Labor fifty three in uh, March. So and now it is closing 51. in on Liberal. So. Who do you reckon is going to win the election, Nick? Liberal could possibly take government again. Well, look, it's it's going to be close because, in my opinion, if the campaign ran for another two weeks, Morrison would be re-elected. Because he, again, say what you about his policies, he is a very good campaigner. You and, watch, a, and with public speaking as he's, well. He's like, very good at public speaking. Bill, I feel like the only thing the Labour Party needed to win was a leader who they weren't already sort of sick of. Mm. I think. A lot of people, I don't necessarily think this, and like, yeah, a lot of people are sick of Bill Shorten. Yeah. A lot of people hate him. I yeah. didn't know this. I was speaking to, I don't want to frame a age, I was speaking to an elderly person the other day mm-hmm. who would, apparently they're not partisan. They hated Bill Shorten with right. a passion. But they, but, Whereas like, not that many people hate Scott Morrison with a passion. Like, they might disagree with his policies, but they don't yeah. hate him as a person. Yeah, I mean, he has said some stuff that... A he, lot of people have been angry uh, about. I feel like, for us, he's not the right candidate. Personally, that's my opinion, because... But do you hate him as a person? I don't hate him as a person. No, See, that's why I think the person... Bill Shorten. I think the person trying to egg Scott Morrison was wrong. Yes. Because Scott Morrison actually hasn't done anything wrong... Uh, you look at what Fraser Anning did. He Fraser Anning was just... I know I'm not meant to be political on here, but his views, I cannot stand by and just no. say, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. The things so he said were terrible. Th- what, that's why he got egged. But like be- egging a, a politician just because they're a politician is wrong. Mm. And I feel like that... It, 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 it was just that person trying to get a bit of fame, but they really didn't get that much. They got like one story mm. and mm. that's it. We never heard from well, them. Well, talking about like, liking uh, Shorten and... Yeah. Or, well, not liking Shorten. Do you want to know what the uh, better PM polls are? So, 
just being clear, the undecided is 20% about, about 20% of people don't prefer either one to the other one. Okay. Yeah. Morrison, even though the Liberal Party is not that popular, 45, Shorten, 35. Mm. Is it Scott Mor- Scott? Okay. Because Can I say, Shorten running didn't help that. <laughs> no. I get on the bus, right? Okay. I'm just going to quote my uh, good friend. Uh, D-Lane, <laughs> right? <laughs> I get on the bus in the morning, right? It's, what, like nearing 8 o'clock and D-Lane gets on the bus and he sits behind me. He's like... And D-Lane isn't... D-Lane is D-Lane informed, does, but he's not one to just raise a political conversation. Okay, this is the... But this is the political conversation he mm. raised. Mm. Gets Sits down. Did you see Bill Shorten's tits? <laughs> and I'm like, um, I didn't and I'm very interested now and I can see mm. why... But just to be clear, don't vote for a prime minister based on their physical appearance. Vote for them based on their policies. But this was, <laughs> I mean, this was very weird from the Labor Party. This it was almost like an advertisement campaign of just short oh, and running. I actually edited a Chariots of Fire sort of <laughs> montage of Bill Shorten running in slow motion because I was like, mm. well, I remember what is he doing? I was watching a uh, NRL program as yep. you do. It's called Professor on Fox. Don't want to get sued. So I'm just gonna tell you who they are <laughs> before I say the joke. Um, so there's video of short and running who has yeah. this very weird running style. Mm-hmm. And there's videos of uh, Scott Morrison trying to catch an NRL ball and pass it and right. falling over his mm-hmm. feet and passing it. Mm-hmm. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, you have got the option of voting <laughs> for a prime minister who can't run or a prime minister who can't catch. Yeah. Pick your choice, Australia. <laughs> Pick your choice. <laughs> can't catch a footy. Now, I'm, I don't watch the football, but... You know I do. Do you? You know I do. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah you've yeah, seen you on do. my... Yeah, yeah. Random, Is it NRL? NRL? Yes, Yeah, NRL. NRL. See, well done for knowing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't strike me as like an AFL guy, or mm. is it Union? Or, no, it's Union. No, it's just rugby. Just, just take it as sport. <laughs> you did well to guess it. <laughs> Thanks. Nick plays guitar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> guys, I don't do anything else. Um, no. Um, but I feel like just Bill Shorten has tried. But he is not he's success. Tried to, he's tried to be too much like Scott Morrison during this campaign. He has. He's really tried to just... He, he, because Scott Morrison, I think one of the reasons he might have got voted in at the time was because of that sort of way he speaks. That dad mentality. Dad mentality. It's like, okay, the dod- I'll just be... The dod- not dodgy, and what's it called? Daggy dad. Daggy dad. It's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll pick up the kids tonight. You know? Yeah. Like, but Bill Shorten has just... His delivery is bland... And his he's never seems really well. He's 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 got caught between trying to sound dag enough and trying to not and but trying to not go because if you listen to him speaking about stuff that he knows about when he's speaking to a select audience, he's incredibly smart and articulate in the way how he speaks. Yeah, he got caught between trying to be daggy and trying to be incredibly articulate and just came off as bland. Exactly. During the campaign, and I feel like if we had a leader swap much more people would be interested in Labour because of that choice. And, mm. like, it's like, okay, well, Bill, just go do something else. Mm. No. Just let this guy run. Mm. Okay. Or let Bill run as his own person. Don't try and copy Scott Morrison when you're trying to run. Exactly. And that's, run. I think everyone's like, well, in copying Scott, Bill has... Become boring and bland. And it's just like, well, he's looking to Liberal now. Mm. for a way to run his campaign, mm. which is now... It's just mm. like, well, can Labour... Oh, no doubt the Labour Party's worried because yeah. Scott Morrison is a much better campaigner than Bill Shorten. Exactly. And he's he's doing so well. For the, for the position he was put in, mm. he's doing an amazing job. Not, yeah. not, not, I'm not saying on policy. 
whether that's my opinion or not, I'm saying on campaign, to get this close, whether he wins on Saturday or not, to get this close after the position he was in is nothing short of a miracle. Yeah, well put. <laughs> um, do, do you have any other interesting I don't. I don't know. Do you, do you want to ask any more final questions? Oh, just to cover. Okay. So we let's just, just recap. We just took a quick break because uh, we talked about something and Nick We was, realized Nick breached impartiality and we had to edit it out. Yeah, we did. We did have to edit So just to quickly recap, so there's been a few scandals in Australia politics. Obviously, you have the One Nation overseas scandal. Yep. Um, and then you have a whole lot of candidates. You know, a whole lot of candidates' selection have been dropped. Do you really? know why, Nick? Why? Because so basically... Say you're a candidate for an election. Say you're the okay. liberal candidate for, let's call this seat, Hogginston, right? Okay. Sounds like a pretty cool place. Cool place. <laughs> um, you're the liberal candidate. They've released all the ballot paper. So no matter what your name's going to be on the ballot paper. Yeah. The liberal party has said, yeah, Nick Radford, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Like, vote for Nick. Okay. But me, as a journalist, I'm looking through your social media. I find this thing from 10 years ago oh, yeah. of you saying something incredibly racist. Incredibly rude. There's one thing of this guy having horse porn on his Facebook, and he was the liberal candidate for somewhere. Oh, God. And he didn't remove it. Why would you not remove that? Exactly. See, I feel like I feel like things that are said 10 years ago wasn't you now. It's not It's not the person you are now. You may as well but remove it. But if you have offended. posted horse well, like porn... Even, no, even so, like, even the things he said 10 years ago, if they're extreme, they hurt people. Exactly. And it's just like, well, it's sort of your duty... If you don't agree with that now and you're going into a campaign in this society, people will look through that, mm. find stuff you've said in the past and mm. use it against you in the present. Mm. So you've got to be you've got to be responsible in yourself and, and go back and get rid of that. The amount of politicians, so possible politicians who have had that. Yeah. It's not in the single figures, it's in the double figures who've had this happen to them. Yeah. Like it's 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 shocking. Yeah. So the amount of vetting the vetting done by a two, and it's not from just Liberal Party, it's from Labour and Liberal Party. Yeah. And I think even one of the Greens candidates as well. Also, you have some One Nation candidates. <laughs> it's, uh, what's this thing about trees? What's he, oh, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you have all this happening in Australia. So Australian politics is very interesting. It's interesting, but I feel like it just needs to get a bit better. Something needs mm. to happen. Should we wrap up? I feel like this is a good place to wrap up. Yeah, well, uh, well, Nick, you've been a great guest. Can I say one final thing? Oh, yeah, sure. Look, if you're voting, whether whether you're listening to this on Friday, if you're voting tomorrow or Thursday, if you're voting in two days, value your vote. Your vote does really matter. Yeah, your vote vote pretty much counts. Even if you say, even if you say, oh, just vote for one party because it'll count, Mm. every single vote counts. And whether even if, when I say your vote counts... Even if you're not going to have any... Be- if you're in a safe seat, if you're not going to have any bearing on the result, you voting for someone that reflects your views sends a message to anyone, whether that be for a minor party or a major party, mm. of what your views are. And parties will try and change whether they're minor or labor to meet those views. Exactly. So if you're voting for a party who mainly agrees mm. with what you agree with... Whether this party be Labour, Liberal, One Nation... United, uh, Australia, United Australia, Greens... Greens I don't uh, think we should list any of the other ones. There's just too many. Or just an independent. Yeah. Um, or any of the other minor parties, like um, Sustainable Australia. I can't remember <laughs> that anymore off my head. Oh, God. Nick, you know I can't have an opinion on anything. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you're really trying... Sorry. Shush. Um, <laughs> anyway. 
um, value your vote and vote for who you think is the best representative for you, no matter what anyone else tells you. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a great podcast. Thank you, Nick. Uh, for, I mean, you were just a great first-time guest. A lot of people are just... They don't get the gist, but you caught on very quick. So, um, And you had a lot of interesting facts. And you had to... Like, because half the time when I do this podcast, it's just sit down. Oh, yeah, this happened. Oh, well, yeah, we thought about that. I brought in, notes. You brought, like, a newspaper and, like... You checked your mailbox. I checked my na- mailbox, guys. Props to you, Nick. Thank uh, you. You've got a reputation that people need to live up to. Also, I've got... Um, if you send your letters out to Barara of your different flyers... I'm sticking every single one one up on my bedroom door. I'm not being biased. Biased, yeah. So <laughs> don't worry, guys. I didn't just read four of the things here. Any other parties who wanted me to mention them, you should yeah, have sent. Send, send you should have advertised uh, more. Address. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Uh, well, this has been switching it up. Uh, I'm Nick Radford, and this has been uh, Nick Blunt. Thank yeah. you for having me, Nick. No worries, Nick. Uh, <laughs> never gets old. It's just like... <laughs> it got old within the first five yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for tuning in. Good night. Or good morning. <laughs>